0: That's all right.
1: We can start over or like pick it up.
0: I don't fucking know, man. Oh, this is a fat, lonely bitch podcast. It's it's always been like this. No one's expecting production value. God, <laughs> we haven't been talking that long—maybe fifteen minutes. Yeah, it'll be all right. I don't. All right,
1: we we'll start. Know. We can start over. It's no biggie.
0: I don't think we were talking about anything too horribly vital.
1: No, nothing at all. I just fly off the. I can just say things off the cuff, so it's all good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Me too. Um yeah the bus we're talking about the bus uh living in vehicles um yeah it was a so choice like to live in my car last year and i just people just would be like you want to sleep on my couch and I'd be like no uh my stuff's in there you know <laughs> i don't <laughs> i don't want to have to lug things all the way up into your apartment or your house and i uh, don't know that sounds uncomfortable
1: yeah so are we recording now or is, is we it...
0: are recording now i'm so sorry all right cool um, all right. can we get it i can
1: get back yeah here.
0: and it was really nice to just have all my stuff with me all the time yeah. that i needed
1: yeah I, it's funny for i'm someone that doesn't need a lot of things but i have a lot of things it's it's one of those you know i don't the average human uses less than 23 percent of the objects they own and i see this every day so i work for a local gas company my my full-time serious job and a lot of times i have to go into people's houses to work on it and you wouldn't believe the things people collect or how people just store things and things and things that there's no way they're using any of this ever and i mean some of them are so bad i think the only way you could fix it is with a gas can and a road flare like you
0: yeah
1: yeah, there's hoarders there's people that so much
0: that
1: that hoard it's insane
0: you know, um, other than a few knickknacks, which all have, like, some sort of memorial significant mem- memory, like like the owl, mm-hmm. it's like my daughter loves owls. The thing in the middle is I got two cat's ashes in there. Uh, uh-huh. That thing I got at Dave & Buster's on a really fun night with my friends. I got, like, strawberry shortcake dolls that my mom gave me. Oh, I remember strawberry shortcake. Yeah, I got a thing that my brother bought me. So they all have a, some sort of significance. Uh, every single thing I own is, oh. I mean, so I have, the only things I have on my wall, I have like a tapestry, uh-huh. which I had a lot of fun shrooming like three weeks ago and just stared at it for like three <laughs> hours and uh, got lost. There were elephants in there. It was
1: pretty Oh, there were elephants.
0: I have a map of the United States that I was sp- that I bought because 2020 was going to be my year for travel.
1: It's right? going to be nobody's year for travel. And
0: right? I fucking was going to put pins in there for each, you know?
1: Mm. Yeah, I get it for every state. Now
0: I just sit here and I stare at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, but, so you, um,
1: you,
0: oh, yeah, ahead. I don't, I don't, um, i do have like some dvds i never watch that i just can't get rid of like maybe 10 yeah. a few books and i have like one box that's yeah. my problem is is i have three 40 gallon tubs of pictures of my kids stuff they made in school
1: Uh oh.
0: i have my junior prom dress i have notes me and oh, my wow. friends wrote back to back and forth to each other in high school hmm. All folded weird, you know, like in the '90s. And I just have a lot of like memorabilia of my life and my kids' lives and everything.
1: Yeah. How old are you? How many kids do you have? And how old are they? I have a three-year-old or three and a half-year-old
0: who just started preschool. Jesus. Um, yeah. mine are. I have my daughters are twenty-three and twenty-one. My son <laughs> okay. Is Nineteen, and my youngest is eighteen. They just graduated Oh,
1: that oh, was so, yeah, 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 you, yeah. you had kids a lot younger than I did
0: empty I'm, ass, bitches
1: let me tell you it i would have been a terrible parent at 19 20 21 i admit it i needed time to mature and age because i was a really immature kid so we had our son when we were both 35 and yeah. it, it, it's it's great cuz like you're more physically you're financially responsible you got a lot of the dumb shit out of your life you're good but the trade off is i spent 17 years doing whatever i wanted to do whenever i wanted to do it and that came to a screeching all overnight and that is a hell of an adjustment let me tell you like i pre- pre- prepared for the best i could mentally and tried to yeah. get everything together for it but i i did all right but there was nights especially in the beginning where i thought to myself you know like
0: like, half a, of America, like a saturday night you know
1: yeah like, like i was like, like i was like you know wait, half you of are just twisted out on prescription drugs all the time you want to go they out to make they got to make an ambient for babies yeah. You know, just one night a week, you know, that's where, you know, baby Steven could have tripped balls in his crib while mommy and daddy can get drunk downstairs and maybe high and smash, you know, and just have a fun evening, have just enough time to sleep it off. That was yeah, all the, I wanted. The
0: sex really. But, no, I'm
1: lucky good. though. My my wife's more of an introverted. She stays home a lot and just watches TV and plays video games. I'm the one going out doing comedy and, yeah. you know, doing all sorts of stuff. Plus not like my job, I'm on call a lot. So I'm yeah. definitely the one that's always out doing things.
0: I... uh. You know, I had I had them young, and I would have done nothing good with my youth. Uh-huh. Um, the only reason I have college degrees is because I was like, I got to figure out how to make money to take care of these kids, since yeah. I like to get knocked up by losers. Well, not my uh-huh. girls' dad. My girls' dad was he's he's always been like we don't get along. I mean, I was seventeen, he was twenty-one when we met, and. Then I turned 18, Gosh. and he turned, you know. He's like, yeah, there's, hey, there's still kids.
1: Friends. Even when you're 23, you're still a kid, really. No, or- now that I'm
0: older and I have children that are my age, that are the age. Like, I had my first one two weeks before I turned 19 years old. And I okay. looked at my 19 year old and his 19 year old girlfriend or 18 year old girlfriend, you know, and I'm like, oh my God. we're <laughs> like my cousin's kids. My cousin's uh-huh. oldest kid is like 23, and they're having their third fucking baby. Oh wow! Um, and so they have grandchildren. They're my age. And, oh yeah, that's that's, um,
1: that's 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 a good thing because I'm not going to get that probably. Because I, I that's the that's the benefit of like well, I mean this is, like it's the benefit of like what you did having them early is you're going to be able to relate to your kids at when they get older much better than I I hopefully I will but like because you know. My son's yeah. three. I'm, I'm almost 40, so I'll be generation. like 55. I'll he's be fifty some years old when he's 18, huh? What
0: generation is that? That's not Z. My kids are Generation Z. What's after yeah, Z my... now?
1: Oh, I don't even know what his generation is. I'll worry about that when he's older and he understands that kind of stuff, but... Uh... ZX or whatever it is I I float right between uh, Generation X Because I was born in 81 so Some say you're still You're a millennial And others are like You're Generation X Or this sub-generation I I don't give a shit About that stuff But I'm like whatever I I don't act my age anyway
0: I do teeter in between The two as well But my brothers are, are, Are pretty My older brothers Are four and six years Older than me So they are definitely Gen X And so they influenced me A lot as far as like music And like You know Yes. things like that but the millennial part of like for a lack of a better word the wokeness of the millennials you know all that mm. stuff uh feminism and things like that and gay rights and all of this shit i you know i i lean more towards the millennials on that than the gen xers and then yeah um yeah the but, gen uh, z is like a whole new beast though
1: yeah, we'll see. But they're still young and impressionable. But the, the nice thing is I'm glad that people are just not caring and losing the prejudices that their parents could have bestowed upon them, but they pushed back against it. Like I was I I was my parents weren't really my my parents were very tolerant of other people pretty much. Um I was raised slightly religiously and I couldn't stand religion, so I'm an atheist like most comedians. Yeah, that's but crazy. uh I was too. but it's uh you know it, it it's uh it's nice though because like when I talk to them all, all the younger generation is impact are impactable. they really are and the one thing I always like to say is if you look at what every generation like stood for uh, that that said no like we're pushing back against this no this is wrong this is what needs to be done if you look back over the, the history of it, it's they're almost right every time the baby boomers were right with progressing things forward with social Mm -hmm. and socially there it's always on the right side of history it's almost always on the right side of history so we shouldn't just write people off them all they're they're young and they don't know what they're talking about oh
0: no no that
1: i I am it needs to be what did gen
0: x stand for
1: gen okay it's we we grew up in this really weird time like we're from it from the analog 80s and then into the 90s where okay there wasn't um of course there was old always things in the news like you had the fall of communism you had um you know the, the market teetering a little bit here and there you had aids um and just but it was this it, it was a, a different time when there wasn't any like cataclysmic thing really until at least for me I, it would be like 9-11 and then the what happened after that and
0: well, that I would is say not- like the 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 in the 90s like the the gulf war and stuff
1: yeah, the Gulf War was this. Uh, was a little thing that's like, oh, look how yeah. great we we're the last superpower or whatever. Look how we're, we're there's none of us left. But that was yeah. that was that was spiking the ball in the end zone and partying before people realized that uh, it's that's not really the case. Even though it, at at the time you would you could make the argument, but to today, uh, no, it, it really isn't because the things are changing. That, in my opinion, that where the world's progressing to now military is like the, we, the robust military the US has is, is so un- unnecessary at mm-hmm. the level we have it at and i'm not even talking the budget that's something completely different but if you look at how wars or or, or conflicts are kind of being fought now the future of it, it all lies in energy so technology and technology so
0: not not, not boots on the ground
1: exactly and and and, and soft power which is you you look at countries that that are that that barely have a standing army or just a very small thing for and mostly just for like a civil defense or helping out in disasters and things like that and yet no one invades them because they have soft diplomacy like a lot of the middle uh european countries that uh like switzerland's very good and you know they're, they're, you have to work away from it because like you can't match um because the, the the competition's coming from you know ca- is really with capitalism like you have America, like you know, we're we're gonna get surpassed by the Chinese because they have communism and capitalism mixed together, which we, we can never compete with. Don't have any
0: exports anymore, hardly. Yeah,
1: or. well, what it's, does it's, the world it's
0: be- need us for. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. Other
1: it, than and it, weapons. uh weapons, movies, arts is one of our best ex- exports, really. But uh, yeah, it, but
0: it, like but as far as like we used to have, like Bethlehem steel, we used to have, hmm. um, you know. We used to we, we we used to export more than we imported, and we don't anymore because they shipped all the jobs off.
1: So yeah. cheaper
0: labor markets, and so now that's we don't that's the problem anymore. Mm-hmm.
1: That's the problem with um with the whole system of uh, uh when you have unfettered capitalism, it's you know it, the one good thing though that shipping jobs overseas, which some people a lot of people don't get, is that and this is not an argument at all for um it being a, a, an essential thing is that. When you have these, uh, what they pay some of these people in like in these countries is it's it's atrocious. But it did actually raise the poverty level up. Like even though it's we would think like how can someone live off of four dollars a day? Yeah. Uh, that would that really boost it a a bit from what it was. Like it's still not good enough to, for us to keep doing it that way. But uh, no. it, did, it did help a bit. But yeah, no, we we it's all when it's all profit driven for something that's inherently worth nothing, which is just paper. That's all money is. You're, you're, you're creating this entire system that's does nothing that, that has no value and so we we hold people yeah. that have the most of something that's worth nothing and we have no
0: nothing. we used to make good products like all over yeah. the world but here like well, lasted you know like but things the, here's that the lasted and now it's like everything's we, disposable and cheap mm-hmm. and that's lasting. gonna
1: change though that's that's like gonna,
0: over here. and that's gonna
1: that's definitely gonna change i think yeah because i I, I don't like being a, a futurist or prediction things, but the one thing I could I could I can look and and say with dead ass honesty, my son's three and a half. By the time he's like ha- about roughly my age or a little younger in his thirties, he's gonna say to his kids if he has any. I remember a time when we threw everything out. I remember a time when we would just dispose of things and things weren't made to last. Yeah. And that's gonna I, we're not gonna have a choice that to do that. It's gonna have to be when when resources start getting scarce like they're gonna have to it's gonna make more sense to just rebuild things and repurpose it and fix them than it is to just get a new one because yeah. that's what's feeding it it's 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 not that it's cheaper it, it's better for companies to have you have to buy another one in four years and so no, for
0: sure for sure Definitely. It, it's,
1: it's the whole deck stacked yeah. against you basically
0: that and it's like um america is not america want has never like I don't care a fuck about Fourth of July for many reasons. One of them is that we're not independent. We're not self-sufficient. We're 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 so reliant on oil that we will go and kill people for it. You know what I mean? That's not self-sufficient. Yeah. If if we would be more self-sufficient, we would have no need to have such a large military force because we it's wouldn't just have to go fight for supplies. We wouldn't have to go fight for things. We'd have yeah. them here. Um, it, it, it's
1: possible. Like we can get there. It's just the, the If you look, who's in charge of everything? It's all a, a majority of older white people. Yeah. Man. And you know, back in my day, it was it was this and better. Um, no, I... and it's it's it is entrenched sadly into a lot of the younger generations. You know, you know, American power, America. You know, and mm-hmm. it it it's it's it. When I say to people, and they get upset when I say this, that you know, there's no difference between the shit that's getting pumped into people's head in North Korea on television and the things. That are told to us, it's mm-hmm. it is the same thing. Mm-hmm. The the way it's told is slightly different,
0: but, but essentially the, the truth comes out. It takes like fifty fucking years. Yeah, and then you finally get all these un- things unclassified, and then you got yeah. During the quarantine, I watched uh, like when I was like not going anywhere, I shouldn't have watched it then. I watched the Untold Story of America, um, Oliver Stone's documentary. Uh huh um that's just like yeah here's all the shit we know now and here's what they told us and it's like holy fuck or like like the just the thing like like the thing that happened in tulsa a long time ago where they like destroyed a whole oh,
1: when, they, when they burned down black wall street
0: yeah they burned down black wall street i lived in wichita kansas mm-hmm. it's not that far from tulsa i had no idea that happened
1: oh, i didn't either you know? you know you know why that is okay. i also or didn't did know about
0: btk how did i not know about btk yeah, I love serial oh, yeah, killers. That,
1: that, that's right. No, that, that was recent, though. They only called him like oh three oh four or something. But my so mom I mean, was
0: living, we were living there during that time. My mom was oh, living were, there. Oh, you okay. were Okay. And my uh, mother never, never mentioned BTK to me, even though we talk about serial killers all the time. She's like, I don't know. It's like you just block it out. It was such a terrifying time. You yeah. don't want to talk about it.
1: Because he did that back in the, was it like the mid 70s.
0: 70s. Yeah. I was born in 77. So, in which. Yeah.
1: Oh man, yeah, it's, uh, so yeah, I, I, it,
0: that's yeah.
1: you know that, that's the funny thing is like I, like when I when people are like oh it's so unsafe today I'm like no it was more unsafe in the 80s or 90s I was like that was when like you know, there was no cell phones I would bike around the neighborhood and you know it could have just taken one person in a van to toss my ass in there and peel out of there and he, I'd be like halfway into New Jersey by the time you just know about everything
0: now because yeah of media, like because so it's, of it's,
1: you, you know it's it's we are safer like I mean.
0: In the well, 90s, I, mean, I wouldn't have known if some kid went missing in fucking in fucking another state. You I know? watched America's
1: Most Wanted. I always I was woke on that. I always had, every yeah. every Friday night, America's Most Wanted with John Walsh.
0: Yeah, I started watching, no, it's not John Walsh. America's Most, oh yeah, America's it, Most Wanted. John yeah, it's, it's John Unsolved Walsh. Mysteries is what I was thinking of.
1: Oh yeah, that was that other guy who talked very softly.
0: Oh, I love him. Uh, yeah, he, he also did McGruff the Crime Dog. Raymond Burr. Uh, remember, they yeah. they re they've redone it on Netflix and it's pretty good. It doesn't have him. It does have the music though.
1: Oh, the opening song. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. there some really the, the other one that they I remember they brought back for a little bit was uh or um oh, damn it, I thought of it now. I just lost it. It was that one like uh it was a terrible show, but it was uh, what they had. To, it went it was like a sort of new show, um inside, not Inside Edition um crap I, I, it left me, but uh yeah. they joked about it you see it on uh if you watch dumb and Dumber, when they when they give the the the, the, the dead birds to the, the blind kid the, when they when they, they they reference it later in the film or whatever that show was uh i i lost it, but whatever it was
0: yeah uh,
1: but uh yeah so you yeah. said you 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 dropped you dropped at, uh, you dropped shrooms or and
0: watched and watched right. you
1: watched your your thing
0: i looked at my i ate some shrooms and i looked at my um tapestry for like Mm. three hours.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've done hallucinogenics a few times. I would I wish I could do them more, but I don't have to, with a kid, I don't have time to do hallucinogenics. Well,
0: yeah. Like I, I haven't done like acid since high school. Um, the last time I I, did it was in 1995. Mm. I took three hits. Uh, I'd gone to basic training, failed and come home. That's a long story. So I've been gone like eight months or eight weeks or so. Mm. And I had like $1,000 and I was like, I called my cousin because, you know, it took time to gather drugs, especially as a teenager in, you know, 95. And so I was like, here's like, I just gave him like a shopping list, like get this many hits of acid, get this much, you know, weed and then spend Mm -hmm. the rest on booze and whatever. And so, (laughs) you know, start, start getting that figured out and I'll I'll be home in a week with the money or whatever. So we, I just partied for like a week or two with my friends. I mean, we weren't into Coke or anything. Um, yeah, I've
1: never done that. I'm too wiry. I would never want to do it. I'm around comedians. Funny. They do drugs all the time. That's the one I'm never touching. Yeah. But, uh, but did, the only time oh, – oh, I'm sorry, God. I'm sorry.
0: No. I did three hits. I tripped. Uh, like everybody else did one or two. Mm-hmm. And then I went to sleep – or they all went to sleep and woke up. I was still awake. They all went to sleep and woke up. I was still awake and on that second day when I'm I'm sitting on my friend's porch I'm like 17 years old about to be 18 Uh and I'm like practicing talking to my parents about that I fucked up you know like just Mm. mom dad I uh, did too much acid and my brain is fried sorry you know like uh, because I would be normal and then something Uh was weird I'd be like I think I'm okay guys I think I'm okay and then I'd be like, oh, my God, what is that? Holy <laughs> shit, I'm not okay. And, but I finally fit, went to sleep and woke up, and I was fine.
1: Yeah, it takes time. I it takes time. like
0: six months later,
1: uh, and I
0: decided if I was going to be a parent, I probably shouldn't do anything that might permanently fry my brain.
1: Well, yeah, it, that's a good idea. So I've, I, have, I have never done acid. And the reason for this is I had a drug friend. He like was my drug buddy. Like we, we, I, I got a square weed off of – he was a really cool dude. We hung out a lot. And we were waiting, we were in a movie theater waiting for a movie to start and he taps me he's like, hey, you want to drop some acid? And I'm like, no, it's a movie. And he's like, all right, more for me. So he takes both hits of acid. Now the movie we were about to see was The Cell with Jennifer Lopez. I'm not sure if you've seen it or know about it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, it's a movie where Jennifer Lopez and Vince Vaughn are in this movie. And Jennifer Lopez has to go in this, using this futuristic computer into the mind of a serial killer. And... So uh, obviously his mind, it's gonna be strange. It's a very cerebral
0: m- movie. Is Vince really Vaughn the serial film. killer?
1: Yeah, she goes into the mind of a serial killer. Who's the so, serial killer? Uh, the guy who drowns Whitman slowly in a tub and gets off on watching them drown.
0: So is it Vin- Who's Vince Vaughn
1: in it? Uh, uh, Vince Vaughn is, an, uh, I'll get to that in a second. He's an FBI oh, agent that works with them. So Not as the movie on. gets more and more intense, you see my friend leaning further and further back into his seat like a test pilot in a centrifuge. So when she's in his, uh, when Vince Vaughn and, uh, is, and uh, the girls, or uh, no, I just forgot her name a second, even though I just said it like six times. Jennifer Lopez. Uh, Jennifer Lopez, when they're both inside this guy, this serial killer's mind, Vince Vaughn's being tortured by the serial killer who's wearing and cl- dressed up as a clown. And he skewers Vince Vaughn's intestines in this medieval musical torture device. And as he's pulling his intestines out slowly, Vince Vaughn's screaming, fuck you, fuck you. And, and the guy who's at the clowns, rubbing the blood on his face, going, brruh, 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 to Vince Vaughn is the music pitching. And my friend loses his shit in the theater. Oh, yeah. Jumps up, he's like,
0: oh, I can't take this. Oh, I can't take it, bad trip, Bad
1: trip!" And he goes hauling ass out of the theater. And you just, he kicks open the emergency door and it's light out still. So you just hear down the street going, "Ah, ah," and everyone looks at me. I'm like, fuck, I have no idea who that dude was. And so I watch the rest of the film and I, I, I get, I, I get out of the theater and my phone's blowing up. I have like 12 missed calls from him, six text messages. And he's across the street at the Denny's and this is an O2. So you can still smoke in there. And all he's doing is chain smoking cigarettes and pounding coffee. And anybody who does these drugs will tell you it takes time. There's nothing you can do to stop it other than calm yourself down. And everybody in this Denny's is half eating their meal, half watching my friend just look like a manic drug addict freaking out. And I'm like, hey, Andy. And I'm really approaching him kind of like, Andy, listen, man. And as I'm talking to him, the manager's like, dude, you better go. I was about to call the cops on him. So I had to take him then into my car. And like, we're going to have to leave his car here. And as we we drive back I, I bought him some burger king to calm him down and he had to stay on my couch for like 24 hours till he finally calmed down i was like what were you fucking thinking man it was called the cell you knew what we were getting into Do you think this is a perfect time to drop ass in a horror movie
0: no that was a bad idea um yeah most of my trips i just most of my trips in high school were with my high school boyfriend mm-hmm. um that i had most on and off for like most of high school my high school sweetheart, if you will, I guess, and um, he, you know, so we just played video games and fucked a lot. Um, so that was pretty I, fun. But the last I time I, the last time I tripped on acid and took the three hits, I got dumped while I was on it. And, oh really? And then
1: oh.
0: I, I spent a, a good couple hours, maybe I don't know how long I was in there, just in a in the coat closet with the door shut, sitting in the dark crying like just totally freaking out because it was the only place I could go to just be alone and away from people Mm -hmm. and my cousin Michael like who's also tripping like comes to find me and and he hears me or so I don't know how he knew I was in the closet but he opens up the door and he was like hey Helen are you okay man and I was like no dude I'm not shut the door and so he just (laughs) shuts the door he's like all right I'll check on you in a minute and then he just forgot about me but uh, uh but yeah i was just in there like freaking the fuck out uh oh i bet but that was okay i, girl- I came out of it i
1: had I, I had a girlfriend break up with me i was super high on weed one time and what she didn't break up with me because of the weed it was the night before i was going to, for a two-week trip to germany and that's why she broke up with me because she was she was not that i don't because she, she, she couldn't stop banging dudes or she couldn't go like two weeks without having sex with somebody so she's like i'm just gonna end this anyway and I sucked in bed at that point, so I can't blame her really. But she waits till the night before I leave when but I'm high I'm off my think. ass. What?
0: Now's my chance to get out. Yeah, my yeah. That's What she was thinking?
1: Yeah, that was that was a rough night, but especially when you're really high. It's hard to contemplate that these things. That might be the best
0: time to dump me. Yeah. I immediately would come down. I mean, I've been dumped. Um, not this sounds cocky. I'd usually do the dumping and it's not because it's usually because they like just keep pissing me off till I can't take it. And then I end it. Um, that's, yeah, generally that's my, too, man. Um, but you know, I have been dumped. I was the worst one. Uh We were engaged, but we lived in different cities about 80 miles apart. We'd been together about a year and a half. Um, I tried to live out there, but I couldn't. So I, cause I had the kids and it was just too much. So I moved mm. back to Wichita and he was supposed to, come to find a job and come to Wichita. That was the plan, we were gonna get married. And uh, so I got this tiny little apartment since it was just gonna be temporary, supposedly. Anyway, oh. so he comes to visit me. There was a concert that we were gonna to go to. I don't remember who it was, maybe Breaking Benjamin or some shit.
1: Oh, Breaking Ben. They're from, they're yeah. from Scranton, PA, that's like an hour north. Yeah.
0: Of and he, so he comes, he stays the night. Um, we have, we make love all night. And he tells me how much he loves me. It was a very beautiful evening. And then um, we wake up in the morning. He leaves about 9 a.m. Kissing goodbye. Everything's great. Yeah. You know, I, I, I go back to sleep for a little bit. I wake up. And I got an email. He went home, drove 80 miles, sat down on his computer, and typed me up an email. <laughs> very long email to break up with me. And immediately blocked me and anything that I could contact him in besides email, which he just ignored.
1: Yeah, well, at least he didn't do the fade away.
0: And, and I, I'd i rather have that than, than, than go from like-,
1: you, like you really, You'd really rather be faded? Oh, I'd rather just someone just end no, it like, like that. Peak, but if I'd you were rather, engaged though, that's different.
0: Yeah, we were engaged. It was like this oh, peak bullshit, of love. I went from like oh. falling asleep in this warm, still smelling him on my pillow, enveloping yeah. of love, with what I thought was the one and I wake up to an email
1: what did he what did he give a reason why
0: yeah he gave a lot of information um but he'd never shared with me and just kept in his head um I at the time this was like 2005 so you know I was like what 30s I don't know I wasn't very old and so um yeah, yeah, it was like in my late 20s. I used to talk about wanting to get piercings in my fucking face <laughs> how cool I thought piercings were. Yeah. Do I have any fucking piercings in my face? No, I just thought they were cool. And yeah. he was like, I can't, I don't want to, his first reason was that I had bad credit and that my bad credit, if we got married, would drag his good credit down.
1: That's bull- um, It doesn't matter if you have bad credit when you get married. As long as you don't have a joint state account, you're fine. I don't know, man.
0: He doesn't want to be with someone who wants to, pe- it's going to have a bunch of piercings in their face. How will I ever get a good job? <laughs> he, um, uh, what was the other one? Um, well, I couldn't have any more kids. I had four kids. I couldn't have more kids. He was younger than me. He was like 23,
1: 24. Oh, and,
0: okay. Like this is a, the only valid fucking reason he had really. Um, and that I would have understood, uh, because like you know you're 23 you don't think you want kids you meet this woman you click with her she's great and you're like sure I don't care if I have kids of my own your kids are awesome you know and then it makes you start thinking wait a minute like once you tell them you're taking that option away they start thinking maybe I want that option you know and so Mm. um I ran into that a lot because I had all of my kids by 24 so I ran into that a lot but yeah so he um you know, he was like he wanted to have genetic children of his own. That's the only oh. fucking thing that, that actually was a valid reason to not marry me. I get it. Um, and then the other one is he hated my child, my oldest child, which she is. A Damn. Baby. No, no, he was right. She's a monster, but she's oh. a kid, you know. All right. Well, hey. She's 23 hey. now. Oh, okay. And she. Yeah, I hope she calmed down at least. <laughs> she on, on April 21st, she got married. Um, I was not there. She married oh. my last long-term ex. I was with him for five Wait, years. Wait, your
1: daughter married your ex? Yeah. Oh,
0: ah, okay, man. It was her stepdad from 11 to 17, and at some point, like supposedly like right after we broke up, things started happening, but I know it started happening. You
1: should write a book about this. I don't know if you'd want to or not, but that's... Uh...
0: Yeah, that, I mean,
1: that that's something like the, the girl I do the podcast with. She has a crazy life story of, you know, of, of things she had to overcome and, you know, having to live in New York. Or the, homeless. That's like
0: just, the, I mean, I got some crazy stories of bad decisions I made and stuff that are interesting. But that's like not something normal in my life. It's not something normal in my family. It's the only fucking story I have like that Uh, it's not a normal thing in my life or my family's life well just
1: yeah i mean you got that and a bunch of other unique things that you can just culminate together yeah
0: and you know she but yeah she got married i mean there is i could write a book on just this topic alone honestly because it it uh it it taught me a lot about myself because like when it happened there were some rumors like some people a couple people had said some things like right before i found out and I was like, no, 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 because I moved back to Wichita. She stayed here living with him, but she was supposedly going to college. There was no reason for her to go back to Wichita. Uh-huh. I was like, stay here with your stepdad. Why would I not, you know, think yeah. that was okay? Um, they'd always got along and didn't fight like my other kids and him. So, like, it's fine. And um, so there were some rumors or stuff, like, like, yeah, my my second – ex-husband I married that's a long story he said some stuff he's a fucking liar so who knows but um I was like if she I my I was like I'll disown her you know I won't ever talk to her again but then when it came out and it happened I said break up with them come home and we'll never talk about it again we'll just move on with our lives which is the healthiest way to handle it
1: yeah, no. but
0: That was my is, like, that was my initial reaction was like just I just didn't want to lose my daughter. I was like just oh, yeah. come home and we'll just we'll we'll get a, we'll get through this. Just come h- break up with him and never talk to him again and and we can get through this. Um, you know, cause she was young and I blamed him and and you know, more than her. And she's my kid and I love her. And so she came back and then she went back with him out of nowhere. I woke up to a no. And then I didn't talk to her for like two years, um, and then they broke up, and then she went back, so I didn't talk to her for like another six months. And then they broke up, and this time was supposed to, was supposed to be for good. Uh, she she my younger daughter, who is her full sister. My sons are half; they have a different dad. But she was like, "Hey, Helen Marie wants to wants your phone number." can I give it to her and I was like yeah you can give her my phone number because it, I, I, it had just changed I hadn't like blocked or anything and mm. um I would still message her every once in a while like over that two and a half year period that two year period anyway not the six months but the two year period I would message her every once in a while like on Facebook or whatever and be like hey how you doing mm. and uh, she was just like go fuck yourself like she was so angry at me for. oh some god reason. yeah she was fucking so angry at me for some reason and she was like I'm gonna I was like what are you gonna tell your grandchildren she was like I'm gonna tell them you're dead and I was just like holy shit She's like I was like why are you so angry what the fuck did I do to you I didn't do anything to her Hmm. so she so they broke up anyway she came and she lives back with me uh I get a phone call from her she's a good shepherd because she's tried to kill herself when they broke up and uh so I go up there to see her I guess that was when I hadn't seen her for two years. That's right. The first time was like six months and then it was two years. So I hadn't seen her or talked to her in two years and all I'd gotten from her over those two years was anger. And so then there she is, we reconcile and she has to have somebody to be released to. I mean, she's an adult, but still, like where's she gonna go live and all that stuff. So I was like, Mm -hmm. I didn't really have, I had a tiny little place, but I was like, come live with me. What am I gonna do? And then she got into like, then she she had a little stint with meth and i had to get oh, her out because she was trying yeah. to sell my tv and That's, so, I'll,
1: I'll, t- I'll tell you something about meth. not to interrupt you but it just no, uh, i did
0: meth in '99. Uh, what i did meth in 99 but it was different than the meth you have now you could do it recreationally
1: yeah because when i uh i lived in virginia for a little over a year my wife was working at a rural hospital in Virginia as a doctor, I worked there as a security guard. And the meth problem was so bad in rural Virginia, we carried guns as security guards in a hospital. And I don't know why, because the meth heads that came in, they were cool dudes, they, they, were, they, were, they, they always had interesting names like Gunther, Gator Dave, Geech. And on three different occasions, we had people that were so twisted out on meth, this is absolutely true. They thought that they were the reincarnation of Jesus Christ and we proclaim it for anybody in, in the ER, in the, in the room. And after the third time this happens, the doctor is just frustrated as shit. And he's like, oh, Martin, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, I know what we should do. I'm like, the tragedy here is that we didn't have all three of them here at once. Because if we could have corralled them in a room together and had cameras set up, I could have put that on the internet and made some serious money, you know. Three yeah. tweakers, enter a room. Only one will exit. Find out who's your true Messiah tonight, live on Christ Fights. Yeah. You know, it, it would have, it, it could have been a lot of fun, but yeah, no, yeah. it's, it's know, that's a hell of a drug.
0: Nor HIPAA laws, but.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like they always came in with their eyes as red as an albino rabbit, and they said they've been yeah. up for like three days straight. I'm
0: like, I I can see that. Yeah. No. Yeah. I I never I never was in a psychosis or anything. But like I said, it was different shit in the '90s but yeah
1: there's a lot of things that are different we're not as strong weeds down it was a lot weaker back in my young youth smoking
0: so we got we got her through all that me and her dad and her stepmom and shit, and then um we were reconciled for like a year and everything was going great uh i you know was finally able to have all four of my kids together again and everything was fine and actually i moved when i moved away from wichita my youngest child wanted to live with her not their dad because their dad's awful um well not awful but he's kind of a bigot and my youngest child is non-binary and their Mm -hmm. girlfriend is trans and it's just not a good scene and so um so i was like sure live with helen marie you know and i was gonna send her because i was still getting child support for for alex And I was just going to give her the child support that I was getting to help pay for Alex, you know, just to get Uh him through his senior year of high school. And so, um, then I'm, I'm visiting Wichita and I'm going to take, I'm going to take, uh, to go have lunch with her, to meet her. She worked at a taco place to go meet her for lunch there. And she's going to get me some free tacos. And then I noticed that the van I gave her, I gave her a minivan to drive Alex around. And um, the tag was from the county that I know that my ex usually lives in. It's not Cedric County. And so I asked her why her tag was from that county and her face just went white. And she was just like, she, she was busted. And, um, and I just knew by the look on her face and I, I went off on her in, inside the taco place. I walked out the door. I mean, I wasn't screaming at that point, but everyone could hear me, it's a small place. Yeah. I walked out the door. And I walked back in, I opened the door back up and said like a last couple things, like I'm going to go get Alex from your apartment right now and all of their stuff. You're not, you know, my kid's not going to be around that man. And no. so that's one of the reasons I left him was because I was treating my kids. But anyway, and so then I'm trying to get to my car to just get out of there, but I can't find my fucking car keys. Well, I'm trying to get to my car and she walks out the back door to, of the place to go smoke a cigarette. And so I, I'm interacting with her again. And then I went off on her in a way I've never gone off on her. Like, but this was like years in the making, you know. Yeah. And I, I finally got mad at her because at this point she's 22 years old, you know. And and the, I, there's just no fucking excuses anymore. And so I was like, I just went off on her and said some really horrible shit. Then her manager came out and was like, you know, rightfully so, telling me to calm down and be quiet. But I didn't fucking care. And I called her manager a cunt. I called her cunt, and I was like, you know, mind your own business, cunt. And I was like, I just, I just fucking flipped out, right? Yeah. And I couldn't find my keys when I got to my car, and I just wanted to get the fuck out of there. And I couldn't find my keys, and I was so upset, and I just started screaming. And a homeless guy man walked. I was just like, ah! and a homeless man walked by. I was like, hey, lady, are you okay? <laughs> and that calmed me down. I was like, all right, Helen, get, yeah. calm the fuck down so you can drive. I went over to my mom's, and uh. then you know. And we're in this weird, we're in a weird place right now to where she's not angry at me anymore and I'm not angry anymore, but I won't have her in my life. And she posts things on Facebook about how awesome her mom is um, and how much she loves me. And, you yeah. know, um, when COVID happened, I messaged her. She's got asthma and she smokes like a fucking idiot. And, yeah. uh, you know, I messaged her to see how, cause she's in Reno now. I was like, how are things in Reno? Just making sure she was safe. And we had a conversation about it that wasn't hostile um and i've reached this like just place of acceptance of it that you know because i wanted well, to very tolerant
1: him. oh i would no, i'll be honest with you yeah i had some, it was so I,
0: hard not to murder him
1: that, that would have been the first thing i probably would have done
0: if she had been uh, my I own had own ready child access to
1: firearms and i'm not i would yeah i I'm a very calm person. You have girl. to work to piss me off, but that would probably do it.
0: No, if she had been my only child, I really, truly feel like it would have been a murder-suicide. Like I would have uh, killed him and then myself. Uh, if she yeah. had been my only kid. I might have killed her yeah. too, I don't know. <laughs> but uh, I definitely would have killed him and then myself. Um, but I have like, not just three other kids, I had my two youngest kids were completely relying on me. Their dad gave me money, but otherwise, if, if something happened to me, they were going to have to be raised by him and his cunt wife or whatever crazy yeah. woman he was with at the time. Cause he's terrible at picking people. And he always picks right. these kids and they're awful human beings. So uh. I couldn't, I couldn't do that. I couldn't go to prison. I can't die because my, I'm all my sons have. And yeah. so, which even though they're grown now, I'm still like their dad, they live with their dad, but he's not their parent. He's like a fucking roommate. I still handle all the parent things and they're not Yeah, done. he's just like
1: the dude living on the couch. Like, who's that? And I just got to on the couch. Like, yeah, they're
0: not done. Good, they're not ready yet. They still need their mother. But you know what? I'm 42 and I still need my mother.
1: I'm 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 almost 40 and I need, I need my parents so, still. And I'm just like, my kid's going to need me until I, I'm gone yeah. and whatever. It's just, it's a circle of life. It really but If is. I only had I the mean,
0: one kid and that happened,
1: yeah, was, we're, we're, there'd have been nothing to stop me. Yeah.
0: I used you know, to it's think fun. about I used to think it's, about killing him and it would make yeah. me feel happy and smile. And then I was like, whoa, Helen, it's okay to think about murdering him, but you shouldn't feel joy over <laughs> the thought. Okay. Don't lose your humanity. But- you tell
1: you some, yeah. When you, when you uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it is like at the heart of uh, something that's yeah. like Life is complicated and human beings are complicated and complex creatures and not all of it can be blamed on one person or one environment is a culminating factor of things oh, yeah. that leads to someone's life like that and mm-hmm. um i want to talk about something that's uplifting that uh, uh, to uh, to this a little bit but you know like i my one cousin deals with addiction from one stupid decision 10 like 12 years ago and it still haunts him to this day i mean and it's not like his parents are terrible people or anything uh you know they yeah like i mean like, I mean, like i'm gonna make i make mistakes as a parent no one's perfect as a parent yeah but, uh, um but it like, so what whole thing you were talking about is, uh, you know, like family and all that, and just all this. When I, when I was when I was living in Virginia, I had to. The guy who owned the security company that that worked in the hospital, was this older Southern gentleman who talked real slowly and just babbled on about things all the time. And we were in a training class where he's we supposed to go over this packet's like this thick about training stuff, but it takes three times longer because every page he goes off on a tangent, and it was torture. At like hour seven, I'm like, oh my god. I got three more days of this shit, but he said something to me that after he said it, I'm like, I must commit this to memory because he wanted to talk about telling someone to not come back on your property. And he goes on this long tangent, like it was a summer day back in 82. Or like, and I, was, I was, it was like, yeah, like in 87, I was getting ready for bed and my heat pump starts making a noise and it being summer, you know, my heat pump should be making a noise. So I looked down my window out the bathroom window to my heat pump was right below me and I see someone standing on my heat pump looking in my daughter's bedroom window. So I wound up getting a bucket from underneath the sink and I started filling it with hot water and I took the safety off my hot water heater. So that water was hot. It would scald you. And I was, I'm going to scald that boy. And so right before he dumps it, his wife comes in and to the bathroom is like, what are you doing? And he's like, Oh, I'm about to scald the boy that's looking in our daughter's window. And she yells out how you can't do that. You can't hurt that poor kid. And, the kid hears it and goes hauling ass away. And so he says, he watches him jump over the back fence where there's a street light, because he wanted to see what the kid looked like. And he sees the kid and he says, I saw this kid with his red hair. I'm like, it's only one boy that has red hair and he lives three doors down. So I went down there and I told him not to trespass my property because he does come back again. I'm legally justified in having him arrested. And so and then he pauses and says, you know, I just have my third great grandchild. She's got red hair. Three of my grandchildren have red hair. And every Thanksgiving, I got to sit across from my kitchen table and look at that boy with his red hair. But at least he did the right thing. He married her.
0: Yeah.
1: And they met in middle school and they wound up dating for, you know. So he was, well, together. she was,
0: she probably had him at the property.
1: She probably, yeah. but, <laughs> you know, like it,
0: he was invited there by
1: her. Oh, it, it very well could be, but it, it's just yeah, this sure. like, funny as thing about it but no it's it, it's complicated being a parent he just
0: happened to catch him before he made it in the window yeah <laughs> i used to sneak boy and my my boyfriend in my window all the time when I was in high that's school. why i'm
1: glad i have a son and we're, we're one and done because i was finally able to do something i always wanted to do since i became a parent uh which is to have a vasectomy yeah, but, yeah but, no we would have had more if like if we got married younger and things were different in our lives it's right nice. now i would have second or third kid but it, well, it, it, it's one you know One's fine. It's just that, you know, he's not going to have like the, the child interaction like I had with my sister or, uh, or yeah. a lot of people do when they have, you know, when they have another, you know, another sibling, but we'll, we'll make do. But it is interesting, yeah. like, Does how you like cousins and shit that
0: live around him.
1: Yeah, he has. My, my, all of them are older, but uh, yeah. we just started preschool like this. was his first week of preschool. So he's been having fun with it. And he's, he likes telling, you know, he goes off about his day and he goes yeah. to sleep now much better i'm just still hoping i can get him to sleep in his bed because he sleeps on the floor (laughs) ever since we converted his crib to a toddler bed he won't sleep on his bed and we tried everything like everything and nothing worked so until the one day when we got our dog a new bed and it mysteriously uh disappeared into his room and he was out cold in it so then i had to have a conversation with my wife um did we purchase our child a dog bed yeah which we did and you know the story, so it's innocent. But like, if I'm out in public, I have to be careful saying like, you know, make sure you did you clean off his dog bed before he goes to bed. I would have child protective services kicking in my door if the wrong person heard that. Like, yeah. was it, we got a report? You know, some kids you, you're letting your child sleep in a dog not bed, a
0: bed in a cage.
1: Yeah, I'm like it's not in a cage. I'm not. He's a free range. There's child. a bed there.
0: He's just yeah, th- sleep on the dog bed.
1: I I put him to sleep in his bed, then he just goes to the dog bed.
0: My younger daughter liked to sleep on hard surfaces. She loved to sleep on the, on the floor. And so we just, you know, we, we, we just had to find her like the firmest mattress we could find. And she was like, I think when she was like 10 or so, she, she wanted us to just get like a box spring and put a plywood board on it. And that was really? bed. And uh, we were like, no, <laughs> but uh, that's what, that was her suggestion. Yeah. You were Personal like, health for her would be a water bed. On the floor. And uh, yeah, that was her suggestion. And we were like, no, we're not doing that. But yeah, she just liked to sleep on the floor.
1: But I'm good. I'm not alone in that then. Cause it's a, uh, that's one of the things I'm like, I'm a bad parent. Cause my kid sleeps on the floor.
0: Not if they want well, to. If yeah. Right, if they so, want to, that's fine. That's a bad parent. Yeah. But. No, I think yeah. that it would be a good, I think I could write a whole book about that situation. Yeah. But oh, it, yeah. There's... I mean, it is an uplifting thing if you look at it in the right light. Um, it really taught me the depths of my ability to love another human. I mean, I already thought that I couldn't love my kids, you know what I mean, more mm-hmm. than I do. But to, to 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 still love her, you know, as like as much as ever you know she's still my baby i you know mm-hmm. i'm never going to completely cut her off uh all but you yeah. know uh, yeah we
1: did it yeah, it's it's rough because like we i'm lucky we have a small family so we're not there's not a lot of uh family feuding or problems like that but we did stop talking to my uh my one grandmother my dad's mom and yeah, we never talked to her i i didn't talk to her. i i saw her right before she passed away when she was in icu but that was 15 years after we stopped talking to her
0: um, I have not like officially stopped talking to my grandma like in a public way, but I don't talk to her. Um, especially now that I moved away. Like I didn't go back to Wichita for her eighty birthday. One, because they shouldn't have been having a fucking party. Like it was like June thirteenth, dude. They should have been having a party for my eighty nine year old grandma with the entire fucking family there. No masks. Well no- oh,
1: this year with the uh, this year with the COVID. Oh, that's just uh, geez that
0: my aunt got married
1: are are, are all those people on her will that she's they're just trying to like no she's got no
0: fucking money it's gonna cost us um, money well her everything's already paid for for a burial for a funeral so i mean her her space next to my grandpa's waiting it's been waiting since 1996 or 93 or some shit but um yeah so she you know my aunt got married and they they my mother was the only one wearing a mask and they oh. they're religious and it's in a church so they call everybody for like a prayer afterwards up to the front and they're they're pentecostal so they're like all grouped together with their heads together and their hands on each other
1: <sighs> um, and my
0: mom is like the only person like I'll pray from back here and um yeah
1: this is that's why I'm not religious it's no just, one's
0: gotten sick so far in my well it's, it takes
1: 2 weeks it could take up to 2 weeks to incubate so
0: yeah it was june 13th is the last no my oh, aunt yeah, so, I mean, was the 20th so all right,
1: well, you might be all right then 20th is it, the, the I'm 13th fine. Was the last. i'm
0: here but yeah. i mean i live with four people people come in and out of here a lot um just like the regular people that are around this house there's there's a lot of people here we had a backyard open mic here <laughs> at our house the other day but there are oh, there were open there were there weren't 10 people here still but um maybe but yeah i mean I'm hosting a weekly open mic, but people wear masks and if, except for when they're performing, they'll take them off. And then we wipe the mic down and I limit the, limit the amount of spots and it's it's outside on a patio. Uh, I'm trying to do it responsibly. Yeah. It doesn't give a shit. It's like the same day. It's like, (laughs) like, like nothing's different.
1: Yeah. So did you do a lot of open mics in the before was before? Like yeah, said.
0: A lot. Like, mm-hmm. well, I mean, not necessarily open mics, but I was busy doing comedy. I could be busy seven days a week and I was when I lived in my SUV. Cause what was I going to do? Go sit in my car. But once, yeah, I the, to write. once I got a place to live and it was winter time, I didn't go out as much. And then I was dating somebody. But yeah, I mean, I was, I was probably averaging five nights a week doing something comedy related, whether it was like, Mike mic being on a show or just going and watching like fridays and saturdays i usually just go and watch shows um yeah. so that i can just see what's what's cracking and just support, you're
1: crowdsourcing
0: just support you're talking to other
1: comedians you get the other yeah that's what we all have to do
0: the other comedian shows and i like it when comedians come to my shows you know and i yeah. can free there's no reason not to go the first one i
1: produced I'm got to get on
0: if you go to a show yeah. and somebody, they see you, they're like, hey, you want to do five minutes? Or like somebody doesn't show up because there's a lot of out-of-town comics. Something happens, their car breaks down, you're like, you want to do 15? So yeah, I go to shows, half the time I get stage time when I go to a show.
1: So. Yeah, it's, it works out. I was just bummed by the virus because I had my first show I was ever producing and it was going to be on my birthday and I was hosting it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And then I, that was my birthday was in early April, so I could tell the writing was on the wall. Like three a month out, I'm like, "Fuck!" I I did a premiere in New York in March. This is right. This is when there was still like no confirmed cases, but there was a ton of people that must have had it. And I didn't. Uh, I didn't tell my mom I was doing it until after I was on the bus coming back from New York, and she's like, "Oh my god!" You know, like she was really angry. I'm like, "Come on!" Like there's no confirmed cases. Stop being such a worrywart. And then am like, after uh, the next week, I'm like, "Oh my god!" I <laughs> that was. That really was a roll of the dice, man. I, I washed my hands, but when you do these things, it's just, it, 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 you have this mic up, your head and there's like 10 other comics that are on this, book on this thing that are going to be using this. And I did, a, we did a couple mics too, so yeah. you put all that together, it was, oh, I was like, I definitely was probably around someone. Plus, in Port Authority in Manhattan, for anybody that lives in any major town, that's a sea of people anything in new york is just a sea of people so
0: yeah i did a packed show on march 14th in loveland Mm -hmm. with i don't know there were three or four other comedians but the the bar there most of the bars were shut down people were out celebrating saint patrick's day it was the only bar in loveland that was open or something like that. Oh, that
1: could be fun, though. No, it was a bunch of
0: fucking Loveland people. It was fucking, anyway. But Uh, then the 16th, everything got shut down. And I was like, holy shit. I didn't know it was that bad. I was just not, I had not been paying attention to Facebook or the news because I'm sick of the fucking politics. I can't handle the primaries on this shit and the Joe Biden bullshit. I can't handle it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I know. It was I was drinking so much. So, like, I, I still work through it, but we just work. They just said I'm on call. I just have to go in if there's an emergency. Besides, I just chill out at home. Yeah. And I, when I wasn't working, I was drinking every night heavily because my mind would think about everything that you just talked and said. And I swear, like, how the fuck did we get here? How is this all going on? And I want to choke my friends, some of my friends out because I have to this day three friends I made in middle school, seventh grade when I first went to went from yeah. public, private school, to public school. And they're still my three closest friends. I'd still take a bullet for all of them. But they're all like hardcore Christian conservatives. Like I'm not even talking Fox News level. I'm talking like the Breitbart, the uh, OAN level. I can't and do it. I won't be. I, I, can't, I don't
0: care how long I've known somebody. I can't be friends with somebody like that. I can't do it anymore.
1: Well, it's hard because we, we, we role play every weekend over the internet. And um, we used to do it in person. And we just can't talk about it because I can even say something – because like, it's about me doing my podcast, or I'll run material by them. Because I, I try to make the podcast is very like uh like we don't take sides really. We don't talk a lot about politics. We yeah. try to be an escape from it. Because there's an, a million po- podcasts that talk about it. But uh when I would say that they would like oh no you can't say that. Or, like uh, the 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 one that I it blew my mind. I'm gonna say who, he, who my friend is was that that that, that poor uh, that poor guy in Georgia that got gunned down by those three. The guy was just jogging and those people just like basically yeah. killed him. And he's like well he's like Martin you don't know the whole truth, you don't know where he was coming from. I'm like, I'm like, hold the fucking phone. What do you mean where he's coming from? He was just running. It wasn't, he wasn't taking anything. Well, you could see why they could have thought that. I'm like, how the fuck can you say that? And he—and he's not a racist person, but it's just with the, from the shit that he sees and hears all the time. It's like, oh my God, watch where you're getting your information from. And, I,
0: don't know, I, don't, I don't understand how some people can watch the same video of like the George Floyd's thing maybe they're not watching all of it maybe they're just watching certain clips but I don't understand how anybody could watch all of the videos from all of the angles and still say the shit they say like the informations out there so I don't understand like with the George Floyd thing it, it we've seen things on videos before but this was like you, we saw it from four different angles. You,
1: you, 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 your humanity kicks in. At this point, there is no. Yeah, everyone how you said watch it. That? Yeah, but, and, and you couldn't deny. It. Even like all the news outlets said, like, this, this is a tra- terrible thing. This guy has to be, like, yeah, that officer needs to be arrested. You, wa- you literally
0: watch a man die. You watch yeah, life leave his it. body. How can you watch the life leave a dude's body and then still make excuses for why it's okay that they did that? I don't care what he was on. I don't care what crime he committed. I don't give a shit what he did. Uh-huh. They don't have the right to murder him. It doesn't fucking matter. Even if yeah. a serial killer who was going to be sentenced to death, the cop arresting him doesn't have the right to kill him. Um, it, just, it doesn't fucking matter. They're not, that's not their job.
1: Yeah, it's it's not, to it's, mur-
0: it's not to be judge and jury and executioner. It's just...
1: It's it's a it's a culminating thing. I actually have a little bit of law enforcement experience. I worked in, like I said, I had uh, armed security, and, and in, in certain states yeah. you have to have the, like a certain amount of police training. Like it's two weeks of training, police academy six months. So like, I'm, forewarning, I'm not like expert well, no. at all. But yeah. the there is very little training that goes into de-escalating and dealing with the problems that that a lot of not 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 in situations, situation, issues. but. But yeah, mental health issues. So, but that's the thing. is like that. That's the bigger problem. It's like if a lady here has an adult child with special needs at home, and that just lives with them, and he loses his shit, she's got to call the cops because she can't restrain him. And now the cops are doing this. And you have these the cops only have two things: they have tasers, guns, batons, things to hurt people. They're mm-hmm. not trained in how to de-escalate or calm this person down by touching, touching, and auditory things. My next door neighbor, who I'm very close with, she has a son with autism, and he loses his shit quite regularly. He's seven, mm-hmm. but you know. Still at seven. That's you, can, you can't physically restrain. You got to calm them down slowly, but that's you know you not you can't be putting that in the laps of police officers. And then you can, you know, have more time for training and things of, you know, when you get a, someone freaking out like this. You know, I right? like, what's the harm in not you know like pinning them to the ground? There's ways around it, but it, yeah. it it's complicated. And you know when and
0: my kid when, has my older kid, son has Asperger's and so we did a lot of therapy but yeah he used to have meltdowns um and he used to he would he would just scream when he would melt down just scream and um yeah so we we worked it we we eventually got a good therapist and worked that out but i mean i was afraid you know when he when he was in middle school when he gets in trouble he freezes up and he won't talk and I was like, I was afraid, like when he was started driving, like if he gets pulled over, that he's going to freeze and he's not going to, he's not going to know what to do. And they're going to think something's up and they're going to shoot him, mm-hmm. even though he's a white kid. And, and so, but he's been pulled over a lot because he speeds too much and he, <laughs> he can handle it.
1: Yeah. I've, I, I, I got pulled. I, I get pulled over. I've, luckily, really it's been a while, but I used to get pulled over all the time. They drive like a gaping dickhole. I'm, I'm, I'm very, but I, um, I've I've had, I've always been a bit of an aggressive driver, an well, aggressive driver. Yeah. But I just drive. Um,
0: I'm not, no, I'll just, I'm i will just a ask.
1: dick. <laughs> oh yeah, well oh, yeah. But I, I have road rage. Like I admit it. I got it from my school bus driver. I had the cool school oh. bus driver. Side note, no, the, 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 teaching me road rage is not a good thing. But he, uh, it, it, this is one of those things I would say like you can't. Um, you know, when I was younger, things were different. What he would do was like the last day of school before like Christmas break, Easter break, or any break. He would stop and buy us all ice cream at the, uh, an ice cream parlor on the on the bus ride back, it, which is a cool thing. But you know, today any kid comes home and says, "Mommy, Daddy, the bus driver stopped and got us ice cream." Like you know, there'd be an investigation. He would lose his job. That'd be on the news. And he did that. But what he would also do is, like, if someone cut him off or like ran a stop sign, he'd be like, "Hey, that bitch ran a stop sign." flip her off so you would have a whole school of kids doing the double guns and pressing ham against the window and the look on these people's faces was and like you know you fucked up if you are getting flipped off by a bunch of elementary and middle school i
0: encourage kids. this yeah yeah
1: and so that's how i got my road rage a bit and it's it's it spilled it luckily it's never really spilled over too much um the one time it did was right before we moved back from chicago i was at a red light where you get the arrow at the end, and it's it, it was in Chicago, so the traffic's crazy.
0: Yeah,
1: and I waited this light several cycles, and there's only one car in front of me, so I know I'm gonna make it the next one. But this guy, it's a guy in his black BMW. Where if you had a douchometer, this thing would be spiking at a ten.
0: Yeah. Windows
1: down, techno music blowing, smoke with those e-cigs, you know, through the sunroof. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this asshole's not gonna see the light change, so I'm gonna just do the flight. You know, beep beep, like hey buddy, you know it's green. So I do the beep, beep the second that I think goes green. He flips me off through his sunroof and goes back to finish his text. By the time he's done with his text, the light's red. And not as the light red, I'm red. I'm furious. Yeah. And I want to throw something at him. But I'm in my work truck. I can't, like, lose my job. But fortunately, there was a homeless person there in the corner with a sign. And I'm like, buddy, come here, come here, come here, come here. come here. I'm like, listen, like, here's 10 bucks. Take this 20-ounce coffee I just bought and pour it in that douchebag sunroof. And without thinking twice about what I asked him to do, he ran up, popped the lid. And the guy's texting, so I didn't see it coming. As The homeless guy dumped the whole coffee like square on his head. And the guy flashed around inside, and then he jumped out. And I wound up just driving around him, so I knew he wasn't going to make the light again. I just yelled yeah. out my window, that's what you get, asshole. That's what you get. So, he didn't
0: uh, beat up the homeless guy, did he?
1: No, homeless guy ran off with a ten dollars clasp in hand before he, the the guy knew what hit him. Like he didn't no idea what was going on for oh, a okay. second. So, the homeless guy had a good like hundred yards drive that he was. Yeah. Getting. Plus, the guy's not gonna leave his BMW there to chase after a homeless dude. I always love that when cops do that. It's when we were like when they when they run after the the, the whoever they're chasing, they leave the, co- the 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 police car running with the engine on, and the guy like circles back and hops in the cop's car and drives it off. Yeah. I always love that.
0: I love it. Like I.
1: Think- I, I uh, I was,
0: saying, I, was thinking, I was like, this is probably a good stopping point. Okay. I'm super hot. I need to go take a shower. It's yeah, I'm getting hot too. Room. I have the hot yeah. room because the sun sets over here. I have a sliding door. It's fucking hot in here. Well, uh, hey, happy
1: 4th of July. Don't lose any fingers if you're setting off fireworks.
0: I don't do fireworks. Uh, I'm probably going to go up to this place called Lookout Mountain.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's
0: just on the other side of Golden. You can see the whole city uh, mm-hmm. and watch people's Set off fireworks and hope to see some fires. Been uh, catching things on fire while I'm
1: up there. My neighbors just the other night uh, they they were way too close and one of the mortars went off and it went instead of going thump it went <laughs> poop and on the ground and it just it exploded and I, I'm like oh my god I'm like they should really call these things where they should be the cop caller the lawsuit maker the finger blaster. It's still and dry
0: it, right here right now too. Yeah. So there's like oh yeah you're in the
1: plains so yeah you definitely Colorado, have Colorado so, it's dry but. Yeah.
0: So it's gonna be fun really? to watch. Hopefully yeah. nobody in the mountains catches it on fire because I'm gonna be up in there. But it's not really in the mountains; it's barely in the mountains, barely. Yeah.
1: So. Well, hey, good luck for you and and um. Me too.
0: Um, what was your podcast again?
1: The Gimp and Gabby Show.
0: The Gimp and Gabby Show. We just
1: started it like a month and a half ago, so we only have like four episodes up. But
0: okay. yeah, um, I'll tag. Are we friends on Facebook? If
1: not, I think I. Uh, hold at, on, I have my phone right here. It
0: and I can tag uh, you when this posts. I'm behind obviously. I have to. It's
1: all good. I'm behind you on my. This is the third life.
0: episode of season 2. I've had to have a couple had cancellations, but um I haven't posted the first one yet. I recorded mm. it on my phone. Yep, you can come in. So I had I have to do some extra stuff to it.
1: Yeah. Indeed. Oh, hold on. I wife's on the door, but we're done. What's up? Oh, is it so shit? The oh, okay. Well, yeah. Child child duties are calling anyway, but um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll look at, uh, is it, I, I did your page that I saw on the, do you have like a Facebook page and like a, a fan page yeah. or like a, okay. I have I Helen I have. As funny
0: is funny as my Facebook page, but just Helen Riker, it's like a Black Lives Matter picture right now with Elijah McCain on it. Uh, I need to get rid of some other profiles because they confuse people. yeah. Oh.
1: I, I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I have it. I'll, am searching it now. If I'll find it in a second. Okay. It, it's, it's a Black Lives Matter page on the front.
0: Yeah, that's my, my profile picture. It's like Elijah McCain's painting and then like Black Lives Matter banner around it. Yeah. All
1: right. I'll, and how do you spell your last name again? It's R I C H E R I K. R-E-I-C-H-E-R. R-E-I-C-H-E-R. Okay. All right. Well, I'll definitely get that to, in a minute. I got to go cool. put my kid to bed. But it was nice talking with you. Good luck with Great everything. talk to
0: you, too. Maybe and, I'll see it. Uh,
1: yeah, I'll, I'll hit you up if I'm ever out that way. Or if you're ever out in, yeah. on the East Coast. Yeah, I
0: want to make
1: it out that way sometime. <laughs> yeah. it's you no, know. going to this year, but... No, 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 no. Nothing's happening year. this year. I'm not even Maybe going... There's no way I'm going to New York this year. Maybe not until this shit comes down.
0: So... All right. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for being on the podcast. Anytime. Thank you. Have a nice night. You too. Thanks. Bye.
1: Bye.